What's in the bag? A shark or something? Put the bunny back in the box. Welcome to Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelican. You are listening to episode ninety-seven of the Quick Cage, uh, the podcast where Frank watches Nick Cage movies, so you don't have to. Uh, Frank, what do you got on uh, the docket tonight for Quick Cage? Uh, so tonight I'm watching the internally highly anticipated uh, Butcher's Crossing, which is a came out last year i guess um limited release and then festivals and it's just slowly like been released in theaters and finally video on demand um western movie uh directed by gabe polsky um it stars um you know mr cage uh fred heckinger xander berkeley rachel keller um some other people um so it's been a long time since we've done the quick cage so i'm not really I don't remember the format, so I guess I'll just describe like what happens in the movie, and then we'll just talk about the movie a little bit. Yeah, um, That's... it's an adaptation of a novel, which supposedly is pretty good. Um, it's what I consider to be like, uh, I don't know, like almost like a like a the trite um, kind of have a, has elements of stuff from like Deadwood in it. Um, anyway, so kid um son of a rich businessman um harvard alumni decides that the educated life of the east is not enough for him and he needs to expand his horizons and explore the country so he travels west um to come out to meet a man who his father had dealings with in the past um Hold on, I don't remember any other names because they're all really boring. Um, McDonald is the guy who's like this fur fur trader baron out in the. Um, I guess I guess this takes place in like the Pacific Northwest, maybe. Uh, Kansas. Mm. It's in the Kansas frontier. Um, so anyway, McDonald was an acquaintance of his father's. Um, so, so McDonald is old. <laughs> Will Andrews goes to kind of like offer his himself to him. So his pitch is basically, I don't know how to do shit, but if you let me hang out, like that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> um, so McDonald is like get the fuck away like what do you have to offer um i don't need you hanging around my my people so will finds miller who is the cage character in this movie who's this bald painted gruff eccentric wild man of the frontier um 
who's an experienced Buffalo hunter, but other people don't seem to like very much. Um, Will kind of entices him to let him join um, with the offer of money. Uh, Miller has this idea that they're going to go um, deep into the mountains to find this mythical herd of buffalo. Um, because this is like the time period where the buffalo had been hunted near extinction out in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are going to assemble this group, which includes Miller, um, Charlie, who's uh, like the camp. I don't know what they would call it. Um, camp hand or something like that. Camp cook. The guy that like cooks for him and does their laundry and shit. Right. Um, and then they are trying to woo um, the Xander Berkeley character, Fred Schneider, um, who's this vaguely menacing, mysterious outlaw skinner um, who will go and like skin the buffalo for him. So eventually, like through whatever, like talking over drinks, they all decide to do this together. Um, will has near sex with like the attractive town prostitute, um, which I guess is supposed to make you understand like his chastity and his, his father was a, a pastor or something. Mm. Um, so she wants to have sex with him, but you want to have sex with her because they're not married and it's whatever, but he's in love with her and they kind of like make their woo eyes at each other. Um, and then eventually everyone sets off into the wilderness. So then, this is usually where I really, like, enjoy these movies. Um, What was that movie that I watched a couple months ago with the the family getting murdered out in the wilderness? You know what I'm talking about? Only the little daughter survives, and she kind of... Anyway, I don't remember. But... I like these, like, Manifest Destiny, you know, like the Revenant kind of thing, where, like, it's, like, just men out in the the wilderness. And somehow this movie manages to be the most boring fucking thing, like, in, regard, in regards hmm. to that. Um, There's Squabble. So, first of all, no offense to him, but I think Gabe Polsky, and this is his... um what they call narrative feature film debut. Right. Um, he doesn't understand that, like, the way you sell the majesty of the West is by, like, holding your camera still, kind of, and just, like, taking in the mountains and the trees and the the vastness of everything. And Sure. He's got, like, I don't know, they suffer from dehydration at a certain point and they don't know if they're going to be able to find nobody believes that Miller knows like where these buffalo are that they even exist and there's all this infighting but then they find this huge herd of buffalo and everyone's happy Um, so that takes about eh, 35 to 40 minutes into the movie to get to and then it kind of becomes like a Nicolas Cage it becomes like a, it's it's a character piece at that point because they're alone in the wilderness together. Um, and if it was written a little better, I think it would have been like pretty powerful. 
not that there's like bad performances or anything, but it's just very banal writing, kind of. Yeah. So it's revealed that Cage has like this weird psychosis where he feels like he has to murder Buffalo. So their original plan <laughs> is to stay there for a week and take as many hides as they can. But then Miller refuses to stop killing Buffalo. So their one week hunt turns into like four weeks because he just is like murdering this entire herd of Buffalo. Um, oh, <laughs> they call Buffalo buffs. So it's like, fuck, I, I wish I would. Like Bagwell? <laughs> yeah, I wish I would have written on some of these lines because it'll be like, oh, you got them buffs spooked or them buffs out there, blah, blah, blah. But the funniest one is. Nicholas Cage and Will, Miller and Will, are, like, eyeing up the herd, and Miller's telling Will that the trick to being a buffalo hunter is to find the leader of the herd and take him out, um, because, like, that's what will, like, spook the rest of the herd. Once they lose their leader, they can't really, like, function, and it's called buffaloing the buffalo. So they say, you got them buffs buffaloed? And they say this like three or four times in rapid mm-hmm. succession about how Miller got the buffs buffaloed. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking ridiculous. Yes. But anyway, that's what happens. So then they're murdering these buffalo. And I mean, stuff happens, but it's really like nothing. It's like Nicolas Cage shooting buffalo, <laughs> them skinning the buffalo, them talking around the fire at night. And that happens for a while like maybe another like 20 plus minutes and so finally they realize that they've done it for too long and now it's starting to snow and they have no chance of getting out of this valley back to civilization so they have like four times as much buffalo hide because they're not eating they're they're eating the buffalo in real time like while they kill them right they're not bringing like any buffalo meat or anything it's just about bringing the hides back Mm mm-hmm so they realize they have too many hides to bring back, so they have to sit out the winter. So then you have this weird, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, you know, when I complain in 30 Days a Night that, like, um, it doesn't feel like time's passing, even though you're supposed to think that, like, right. 20 to 25 days have passed. It, it's like that. Like, yeah. But they all kind of go crazy, and Charlie ends up trying to poison Xander Berkeley because I don't know why reasons. Because Xander Berkeley's kind of a scallywag, and Charlie's like this born again drunk. Um, and one of the subplots is that he kind of leaves these like pagan totems out in the woods that are covered in um, strychnine or cyanide or something, so that when the wolves come after him, they eat them, they'll die, and they'll leave them alone. Okay. Um, so he's poisoning Xander Berkeley's character slowly with the cyanide or whatever. Um, so Xander Berkeley ends up murdering Charlie towards the end of the winter and then winter breaks and they decide to go back, but they have like, like I said, like four times as many Buffalo hides as they can take. So they secrete them away in the mountains and they take back what they can. And as they're going on this rickety, their rickety wagon across the mountains, um, they lose control and Xander Berkeley ends up in one of the like I think unintentionally funnier scenes in the movie 
um, toppling down the mountain on the wagon as they lose all the furs. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nick Cage and uh, Will M- Miller and Will they press on and they get to town, and town's abandoned when they get there. Um, they like again they've been gone for months, you know, because right. they had to last out all winter. So what happened is after about three weeks after they left, which would have been about a month after they left, which would have been like a week to two weeks after they had come back and they just followed the original plan. The bottom fell out of the fur trading. So now furs are worthless. <laughs> so um, McDonald is now like ruined instead of being this like huge, you know, like fur trading baron, like he has no money. Right. Um, so if they would have just like listened to um, Xander Berkeley's character, or I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Xander Berkeley is Charlie. He's yeah, the he's one. Charlie. It was Fred that was the Fred, Fred, Fred Schneider. Um, if they would have listened to him and just come back um, in time, then it would have been fine. They would have like made a, a, a fortune, like millions of dollars in 1800s money. Mm-hmm. But because of Nicholas Cage's mania and greed, you know, Miller's like insanity. Now they have no money and half their team is dead and so Miller's like, well, fuck it. The original deal was that you paid me X amount of money per hide, and I have 3,000 hides down the mountains I can go get tomorrow. You're going to pay me my money. And McDonald's like, look, asshole, like, I don't have any money to pay you. You know, I mean, a deal's a deal, but I'm broke. Um, so Miller comes back and basically lights a McDonald's um, fur house on fire. It kind of burns down the town um, and just sort of like rides off. And so Will um, leaves the abandoned town and somebody's like, you know, where are you going to go? And he's like, I've seen what I needed to see. Um, and he just rides off into the wilderness alone to like go back east, I guess. So cool. That's the movie. Um so I wanted to follow up with a couple of things you said, like uh, that was kind of uh, reviewy criticism, like while you were describing that um, you said that uh, I keep wanting to say Gabe Sapolsky, like the wrestler Polsky, Gabe Polsky. Um, <clears throat> you said that he like doesn't get like, you know, filming things in wide shots and long shots and like taking in the view. So how is this being filmed then? Um, uh, it's a lot of medium and close for the most part. I mean, it's not that he doesn't use wide and long, like he he does, but he uses like some modern camera tricks, like um, a couple of the scenes where they're trying to illustrate like insanity or like the breakdown of um, uh, whatever the group dynamic has um, like the swirly multicolored camera, like I don't know. Oh yeah, I it's know. it's 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 a little bit of like that kind of shit. That's just annoying, but mostly it's just everything feels like close and I don't know. It just it doesn't feel like doesn't feel like the West. Oh no, yeah. yeah, it's not the Wild Bunch. And maybe that's the point. Maybe he's trying to do my favorite thing ever, which is subvert your expert expectations. Um, because I love it when people and directors do that. Um, but the subversion it, it doesn't really work and it's just kind of 
it's not terrible, you know. I mean, it's it's okay. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing bad about this movie, and there's nothing great about this movie. And it's it's a shame because I think it could have been a great Nicolas Cage performance, but um, Polsky doesn't really get anything out of him. Yeah, like so, he kind of just feels like Nicolas Cage most of the time. So you said that it like turns into a character piece, like you know, at some point. So like. Is is it like I mean, is it just a failed character piece? Like what from your description, like what actually does any revelations come to these characters? Are they dynamic in any way? Do they change like overall <sighs> other than I found what it's I need just, to find or whatever the fuck the one character says? It's just do sex machina, you know, it's like here's the wealthy son of the you know Harvard educated pastor who's learning the rough truth of the wilderness. Which is like, how many times do you see like a story similar to that in any kind of Western? And here's the the gruff, you know, frontiersman who has this growing insanity belied by like a, you know, taciturn demeanor mm-hmm. or whatever, but really has like all this internal psychological trauma. Which would be an interesting thing to examine if it was like written better or presented better, but instead you just kind of get like I don't know, like boilerplate shit. Really, it just it didn't. Nothing feels like new or interesting or I don't know. It doesn't even seem like like there are scenes in say True Grit where you feel like the expansiveness of the West. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that was the thing. It was it was that the missing, um, like I said, like that Western horror that, whose name I can't remember right now. Um, that's what I was reminded of sometimes, but everything just felt like way too close and way too. I don't know. Like I never felt like I was being transported back to the old West. Like all the mm-hmm. stuff in town felt like it was on sets. And everything in the forest just felt like it was happening in a really small area. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't get the end, even though, like, you follow them for 20 to 30 minutes as they go to the, you know, titular butcher's crossing. Like, you don't really feel like they're traveling that far. And it doesn't ever feel like they're in the wilderness or feel like they're far away from, like, the subplot of them, like, running low on water. Like, it just, it just ends, you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, here's some water. Like, that's it. You know, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I was really disappointed because I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be one of my favorite movies of the year, honestly. And I've been like really anticipating watching this movie for mm-hmm. what, like a year now almost. Yeah, I, at least. I, I mean, yeah. I remember us doing a quick cage at the end of 22 where we were looking at like his movies coming out. And we looked that movie oh, yeah. up and it was like, it was like that and Renfield. Um, it was the both of the uh, westerns. Um, I've already forgotten the yeah the old, the old way, way Renfield and um I think even uh uh that retirement plan movie was maybe even on the list by that point. Um, yeah, Renfield was fine. Um, there was some really good stuff in that. Uh, the old way, not good. This movie, not not good. Um, but again, like, I understand why he did it, you know, like, this doesn't feel like a cash grab at all. Like, I, he, 
I know he feels that there's something really interesting in this character. And the truth is that there probably is, you know, it's like, it's like, this could have been similar to Al swear engine in terms of a guy that initially feels like a villain, but turns out to be somewhat of a hero just with like, you know, he's broken inside in certain ways, you know? And that's like, Mm -hmm. that's interesting in the old West kind of, because you don't see it that much because most people are like stoics, like, the man with no name or whatever like those are right. your heroes um and this could have been better than that i think but it just i don't think it's nick cage's fault at all like i think that nick cage tries to find the center of this movie i just think the polsky is not the man to pull it together yeah so like if like like if Inaradu would have directed this it would have been brilliant you know like it mm-hmm. would have been an amazing movie there's also like it's really it's it's crazy because I'm not a fan of like animal harm in movies, and the buffalo slaughter is visceral in this movie. Like it's, but it's so poorly presented that it doesn't even become like shocking or appalling or anything. I mean, in like the most base like you know thousand foot level, like well, of course, like the slaughter of an entire herd of buffalo is is an appalling thing, but even though they show you like the skin corpses and stuff, like it never feels you just feel detached from everything. I don't know how else to describe it other than that. Like it's an incredibly detached experience watching this movie. Hmm. So even like the snow and stuff, and you know how much I love snow. Oh, yeah, you love snow. Like, the snow scenes feel like something out of fucking Doctor Who or some shit. I mean it's like it's not even like realistic. <laughs> So. yeah that's um that's a shame i know you're looking forward to this movie and yeah. uh i mean the, the description of it sounded extremely bland like it doesn't even feel like there's any if there's no like large character stuff it doesn't even feel like there's any subtext to it like it's not yeah, even like there's... saying anything like yeah there really is not a whole lot of subtext like but there could be but there's not there should have been <laughs> That sounds like the the summation of this movie. This it could have been, but it's not like for everything. I'm still super excited to watch Dream Scenario. Um, I think that movie looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll probably watch that in the next like week or so. I think. Yeah. Um, it's what little bit I heard. Cage is really happy with that movie and the performance. It the trailer for it. I, I watched them the last like full length trailer. Mm-hmm. It feels like the closest thing to adaptation that he's done in you mm-hmm. know, 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And I loved um, uh, Unbearable Way to Mass and Talent. I thought it was an amazing movie. Um, Mandy, Color Out of Space. Like He's done some really great stuff in the past like five years. Um, and I think the dream scenario is going to be like the top of that. Like I think that might be top two or three Nick Cage movies of all time in the end. Like it looks really good, and it's an interesting looking character, and it's an it's a crazy premise. Like the premise is so good. Like I'm pretty um, I'm pretty stoked. So yeah. I probably just set myself up for crushing. <laughs> uh, as my grandmother always used to say, you know, uh, those who don't expect don't get disappointed. Um, which probably explains about everything you need to know about me. So yeah, um, <clears throat> she ain't wrong. So yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, but I, no, I think it looks good, and I've heard really good things about it, like kind of in passing, like through headlines and stuff like that. Um, I always get the cage stuff at my feed constantly, so I did see where I just know that he is extremely happy with the movie and happy with the character and the performance and everything. Um, that was around the time that he said just recently that he has like maybe four or five movies left in him is what he's saying um, before he's done. So there could be a, a terminal date for the uh, the old quick cage potentially. I don't believe him. but Yeah, I don't believe any of that shit. I don't believe <laughs> that Tarantino is only going to make one more movie and then stop. Tarantino is going to make one more movie and then he's going to like write two books like do like three television series like short term like you know like one season television series write a play probably and then he's going to like come back in like 15 years and direct another movie um that's exactly what that dude's going to do <clears throat> like and, yeah. and i think cage is just not going to stop like he might like take like a year break or something where like you know Somebody convinced him to do a cameo because he can make a million dollars doing it and then, like, you know, comes back and does three more movies. Um, I have, I, I don't want to do it tonight, but uh, it's like at some point, I do want to have the conversation of an article I read a few months ago about Cage's, the Coppola's, um, <laughs> that I think is extremely interesting. I know. I mean, we're 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 through the looking glass with Nick Cage. I think, like, I don't think anything you know about Nick Cage and his life or his family or anything is going to influence you at this point on Nick Cage. Um, so I do want to like delve into that article at some point because I think it actually explains. It actually makes me like Nick Cage a lot more, um, and it explains a lot. I think about the Nick Cage and who that guy is. Um, it's a really interesting read about the Coppola family. Mm. Um. <clears throat> So overall, what's the score on the movie? What's the score on the cage performance? How does this work? It's like the higher the score, the better the performance. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I mean the movie's not like unwatchable. It's 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 a six, you know. Um, do I don't regret watching it and I didn't like hate my time watching it. There's just nothing I gleamed out of it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it as a you know it's it's not the worst thing and it's on the better end of his movies kind of but it's not great so it's a six. Mm -hmm. um, I'd give his performance a seven and I think it's. You still want to put an asterisk next to it though, like kind yeah, of I think it's probably like an eight or a nine otherwise, but I just think it's held back by the direction, um, and just the overall like lack of focus, um than anyone in this movie has and then I don't know I don't know I like there's there's no accent or any it's it's just it's a weird performance and I don't think it's because he's not invested in it I just think that it's on the part of the director so yeah yeah so mediocre in all ways yeah so, Mr. Cage has uh, three films still on his filmography right now. Uh, the first, uh, we've talked about multiple times, Long Legs, which is the Oz Perkins um, horror film, um, like serial killer horror, like that involves some like kind of occult, maybe supernatural stuff. Um, Cage is like unbilled as who he's playing, but um, 
he's probably playing the killer. Um, it seems just from looking at the cast list of who everybody else is playing. Um, that's my guess anyway. Um, mm. so, but that's in post production. It's supposed to come out in 2024. Um, another movie that is an action horror called Arcadian. Um, which uh, uh, directed by somebody Ben Brewer and doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Um, but uh, it's Cage and one of the kids from <laughs> It um, is in it, and there's not really any kind of um, description of that movie like whatsoever yet. And then a new movie they got added, which is now the apparently a 2025 release um, directed by another like newer director, Lorcan Finnegan. Um, And that also it's a psychological thriller. It doesn't have a description yet, but they're all apparently in post-production. So, um, Oh, Julian McMahon is in that movie. That's a name I have not heard in a long time. Is that the surfer movie? Yes. Yeah. The surfer. Yeah. Julian McMahon. Jeez. I haven't heard that guy's name since um, Nip Tuck. Because <clears throat> I think he did Doctor Doom um, during Nip Tuck, I think. <clears throat> so that's what's on the docket for uh, Cage uh, himself. So he's only got three movies um, so far over the course of the next two years. Plus the um, stream scenario that you got to watch. Right, right, yeah, right. Um, yeah, that's been released. So I, I don't know when these movies are coming out. They have no release dates. Um, somebody's acquired the distribution rights for long legs. It looks like, um, nobody's acquired distribution necessarily for Acadian yet. Um, so the other one, the surfer just finished up like, like a week ago, um, in terms of filming. So who knows? But yeah, and they all look like, except for Oz Perkins, the other two look like kind of newer directors. So those are probably kind of almost like straight to streaming titles, is my I guess. Um, hopefully for five ninety nine. <laughs> uh, hopefully they get picked up by like you know like a fucking streamer or something like that, and they just go straight to straight to a streaming service. Well, now. that's true. Hulu will get at least one of them. Yeah. Did you hear about Amazon Prime? Um, I got a message from Amazon. Yeah, Prime. okay. Uh-huh. Me off. I don't know what I'm going to do about it. Yeah. I guess I'm going to see how these commercials play out, and then I'll yeah. decide what yeah. I'm going to do. Yeah, that's what my my my, my I didn't know honestly because I hadn't checked my like my Gmail like um. Or no, that actually would have went to Brandy's email. So um, yeah, I I didn't see the a message until I googled it. My mom asked me about it. That was my advice. I was like, see how long the commercials are. Because if it's like, I think Peacock's pretty good. Like, Peacock's one of the best yeah. with their commercials. And um, I was like, see how they are. And then, um, you know, if you watch a lot of TV shows on Amazon, I said, like, you know, you might want to consider it. Like, but if you just watch movies, like, I probably wouldn't do it. Because um, nothing's more frustrating than trying to watch TV series with ads in them. Because they still, a lot of the streamers put the 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 traditional cable markers and stuff like you know um still you know who's actually really good about it who's that um freebie mm-hmm. has um does it pretty well and it's really unobtrusive 
Um, when I was watching the Spin Grin movie this week, I watched it on preview. Yeah. And, um, I was actually really impressed with the way that they meld their commercials into the point where you don't even really feel them. Yeah, they do. And even on television, Freebie is better. Like, if you're trying to, like, limit your amount of commercials, and this is, this is like, a pro tip for anybody that's, um, uh, watches, like, old TV shows and stuff like that, Freebie is less time if you don't have, like, ad-free Hulu. Um, I do now, but I didn't at one point. Like, Hulu is obnoxious with their ads. Um on television series and it's actually less time and less commercials if you if it's the same show as on freebie um i learned that a few years ago when i rewatched white collar um but freebie's good um you know who's actually pretty good now um and you're gonna think i'm lying to you um pluto tv has gotten uh, better we'll never watch anything on pluto that you will um <clears throat> I will not. You will, you will in about a month. Yes, you will. <laughs> but um, uh, but Pluto's actually gotten much better. It's like five ads throughout a movie, and they're like, like ones like a minute, like two are like a minute, and three are like fifteen seconds, and that's it. Like it's actually um much better than like the experience two years ago we had with pluto where we were like fuck that thing we'll never use it ever again um i like took the the dive and it's it's improved a lot um so i I, you can dive alone there fucking (laughs) Cousteau. um you're 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 going headlong with me motherfucker um that's where that's where all that's where all the saw movies are now man no they're on prime Nope. I've already watched them. You seen, seen everything? everything? <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, they took them off Peacock and they took them off um, wherever. Uh, yeah, they were on Prime at some point. But um, <clears throat> yeah, that's the only place uh, available right now. Um, but yeah, I had no problems like watching them like whatsoever. Like it was pretty um, pretty seamless. Like they don't have the greatest like. Um, choices of cuts but the interface is so bad though dude i mean the great thing about the the great thing about pluto tv is you can just turn it on and it immediately takes you to showtime at the apollo do you get the same thing no it took me to everybody hates chris (laughs) oh well probably because it takes you to bet right because it's the very first thing that's listed on Uh, tv right yeah so uh, for every I'm always watching stuff at like, you know, I bet you 10 o'clock. I bet you Showtime at the Apollo comes on. Um, Because <clears throat> uh, that's like when I tend to like start watching movies a lot of times around 10 o'clock. Um, <clears throat> Can you search Pluto now? Yeah. Man, there's a search. I mean, all my iPad there is. Um, I just found horror. That's fine. That's enough. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't have um I didn't have any problems. Um, the one problem I had watching one of them for a couple minutes was more because my internet got slow one night for some reason. But um, other than that, the ads were fine. Um, repetitive, but whatever. They're only like I said, like fifteen to thirty seconds most of them. So yeah, I do want to like make that correction. Um, considering I, we shit on Pluto so much, it was better this time around. But yeah, the ads thing is not going away. Um, 
these um these motherfuckers keep spending so much on content that like now they're like being forced in the position to like put ads um in like not only to pay for that content but also i mean obviously line their own pockets with even more money uh it's it's a shame but peacock's good i like peacock um i like freebie uh pluto's not as bad anymore tubi's always good i mean tubi seems to me based on the in is this what you think with tubi i think it's based on how many people watch watch the thing determines the number of ads that you get sure i think the yeah, more popular it is the more ads there are yeah yeah i think that's probably true yeah um yeah and did you hear who was it i think there might i think it's peacock is it comcast i think there's rumors going around that like peacock might be buying paramount or like merging somewhere um so we're um and i think we're still 10 years off but we're 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 slowly heading towards that end game um to where everybody's going to start pairing up and but it's basically just going to turn the cable again um in just like a different format where you can skip ads if you want to pay enough money because you have money to do it i've stopped paying for that shit the only one i pay for it on is i guess we still play for it for netflix but I, I, Hulu, I can't do Hulu, man, without ad free. It's fucking unbearable to me. Um, like Hulu is like the worst when it comes to the ads. I fucking hate that service anyway. I mean, like, uh, I keep it all the time because of that and Disney at the same time, but it's like, it's fucking awful. Like, I hate the way Hulu looks. It's like one of the worst interfaces imaginable. I think it's ugly. I think it's like, doesn't make sense most of the time. Like, I think it's just stupid. I wish they'd redesign it again. Did you find yeah, Saul? Sound awful. Yeah, I've had them on my watch list because I'm a fucking glutton. Uh, um, <clears throat> so I guess we'll be back in a couple weeks with a probably another quick cage at some point. Uh yeah, probably by the middle of January. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's cool. So we'll be back the, with another quick cage for you. Um, and uh, of course we have episode two hundred, the primary podcast, coming up uh for you, um, in the next couple of days, and um, that'll be covering the top five movies of nineteen seventy three, eighty three, ninety three, and two thousand and three. And then uh, the spin chagrin continues um into a new year where uh frank's uh first category for the new year is they're slicing um and he'll have a movie involving i'm assuming slicing in some way it's a good um, slicing movie i've already watched it i'm sorry are you are you subverting expectations and it's actually like somebody like fucking like like chopping fruit or like you know like like no. vegetables or something and that's You'll the see. slicing okay um i was hoping you would subvert my expectations um I, I think like I all think your favorite movies. You'll enjoy like listening to me talk about this movie. I think so. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody, and um, have a good week. Deuces.